0: Let's talk about medicine, it's White Coat Wednesday, and from St. Joseph's Healthcare in Hamilton, infectious disease expert, Dr. Zane Chagler joins us. It's nice to have you, good morning, doctor. Hi, Hi, good morning, John. Okay, let's start with the story that everybody's talking about. And much like COVID, I find, uh, Dr. Chagla that suddenly this week, everybody, even not doctors, is a total expert on heart disorders and cardiac arrest and this syndrome that this football player may have suffered from.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they've turned into cardiologists and not infectious disease specialists. But uh, anyways, um, so, you know, again, we're, we're still unclear of what happened with Damar Ham- Hamlin. And, and again, you know, prayers to him and his family. But, but the doctors there will, will work it up. The condition that's being thrown around as a cause for his arrest, though, is something called commotial cortis. And, and realistically, when we think of the heart, the heart is a, a big muscle that pumps blood into our lungs and then pumps blood into our body once it's been oxygenated. And it is synchronized with an electrical circuit that makes sure it pumps effectively and pumps in synchrony from the right and left side. What commotion cortis is, is that as, as there's an injury to the chest wall, that impulse from the injury if timed correctly and really to the millisecond during the cardiac cycle when that electric circuit is moving can actually throw the heart rhythm completely off and cause someone to go into cardiac arrest cause blood flow to stop and essentially have the complications from it and that you know he had CPR apparently was defibrillated at the scene and so this is where that that context was right after a hit to the chest which could theoretically trigger it um, you know th- that led to that arrest. Now was still a lot to be determined here um, and it is a diagnosis of exclusion uh, but at the same time you know again an important thing here for you know people especially sports facilities to make sure people are trained in CPR and to make sure people have defibrillators available as, as these things are life altering and life threatening but can be reversed with rapid uh, uh, assessment and, and intervention.
0: I'm sure you have seen the same thing I've seen on social media, which is this insistence that people are dropping dead all over the world from cardiac issues. And the ghouls moved in right after this football <laughs> player uh, went into cardiac arrest and said, see, it's the vaccine. Now, yeah. the, the contention, the conspiracy theory is that this is happening, but you doctors are all covering it up because you're in the pockets of big
1: pharma. <laughs> you know, so so I will say, you know, cardiac death in, in athletes has been a long-term issue. And, and car- athletes, depending on their level of activity, activity, have cardiac screening, have genetic screening, have really an extensive workup into doing this. And still, in the context of all of this, we still see sudden cardiac death that way pre-existed the pandemic. And so, you know, again, these are high-end athletes, they're, they're at a level of exertion that's above and beyond what, you know, the average individual has, but, you know, again, time, time typically figures out what these issues are, and, and again, you know, trying to ignore the noise around it as, as part of the pandemic.
0: So, I mean, if there were issues with the vaccines, what would be the lag time in finding out about them? I mean, how would this be noted?
1: So, you know, the, the concern, I think, from the vaccine or the anti-vaccine standpoint is, is truly, you know, myocarditis, which happens uh, and can lead to an arrhythmia. That being said, you know, people typically present in the few weeks after a vaccine, not, you know, months and years later, and often have other symptoms, chest pain and chest pressure, uh, feeling unwell, signs of uh, heart dysfunction, you know, not just the spontaneous arrest. And again, the one thing that would argue against this, this is a high-end athlete that's playing as a high-end athlete that suddenly. Drops dead. You know, if you're really having myocarditis, you're not going to be able to perform as a high-end athlete very much. You know, uh, given that that there's a lot of heart dysfunction that goes along with it.
0: Okay. So a lot of our stories this morning are news-related. Another one would be that Canada is requiring a negative COVID test for people coming from China, which is a policy you say is not really all that effective.
1: No, I mean, uh, you know, number one, we're learning from what China has shared with us, even from return travelers coming back from Italy, is that the COVID variants they're seeing are the same COVID variants we saw a few months ago. And so, you know, realistically, when you take that into mind, we're really preventing COVID coming in over the border when, you know, the chance of you getting COVID is probably from your local community, from your gatherings, from the people you know in your life as compared to a traveler from China. And, you know, again, the worst case scenario is if there is a new variant, which, again, again, there's no evidence of. Look, we learned from uh, 2021 when Omicron emerged in Southern Africa, you know, we locked them out, we threw travel restrictions on, we threw quarantines on, and the reality is when South Africa told us there was a new variant, it was already in Canada and, and we were essentially performatively shutting them out while it was circulating here. So, you know, the bottom line is, you know, this type of testing really doesn't work. It may delay the peak of a, a wave by a couple of days, but it inconveniences travelers, it strands people, it has significant consequences. And, you know, uh, you know, there are also ge- geopolitical issues on top of this that, that make relations even harder in that sense.
0: Dr. Zane Chagla is here on White Coat Wednesday. One more story. They've always said eight cups a day. I think that may have been debunked. But more research saying being hydrated is genuinely good for
1: you. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is a retrospective study. You have to take it with a grain of salt is the way you pick out patients. There may be some confounding here. They actually looked at sodium levels, which are a good tie to our total body water. And they saw aging was higher in people with abnormal or or at the extremes of normal sodium levels uh, as compared to people that had normal sodium levels. And that really was, um, you know, a, a sense of hydration. Now, people who may have medical conditions may not be as hydrated as much. And so there's always that confounding there, but, you know, at least a little bit of, of a reaction to say, look, you know, getting a good amount of good fluid in, especially water, not necessarily dehydrating fluids or caffeinated fluids um, may be beneficial. And, and particularly if you're someone who doesn't have medical conditions that are contraindication and make sure that you're aiming for reasonable hydration in a given day. Good to have you this morning. Thanks so much. No problem. All the best.